Hello, this is Shoshana Pupka with the Ava Torah Series Simcha Recording 9. We're almost ready to talk about the 40% category of deliberate activities. Remember that this is the category that offers us the best chance of increasing feelings of happiness. And please bear with me, or if you'd like, you can join me, as I continue to stress that increasing happiness is a personal choice and it needs to be made by each individual based on his or her circumstances, needs, and desires. It can't be something imposed by others or a social expectation or pressure or the litmus test of whether you're a mentally healthy person. What I've encountered in a therapeutic context are statements like, things really are good in my life and I'm so grateful for so much and I just don't understand why I don't feel in sync with this reality. I feel a, a heaviness or a blondness that weighs on me. For statements like these, for these individuals, the very first thing we'll do is some investigating because we want to make sure that this person's assessment of reality is actually accurate. And if it is, then we dive into the advice that we'll learn about in the 40% category. But, and this is really important, sometimes when investigating, we find something that's intentionally being avoided, which is appropriately contributing to feeling more complex, more heavy, more difficult emotions. And what's happening for that person, whether consciously or often subconsciously, is that they believe that they should be able to will themselves out of how they're feeling without address addressing the issue directly. Why do people do this if it's so counterproductive? Often it's because it just doesn't feel good to sit with the harder emotions. Another common reason is that we've been conditioned to give ourselves a set amount of time to be sad or upset or conflicted, and then it's time to move on, to get over it, to move past it. In these cases, the healthiest thing to do is to allow ourselves to sit in the space that we're appropriately in and allow the emotions to take the undefined amount of time they need to pass through us. Let's go back to the first scenario. A person who doesn't have an issue legitimately weighing them down and still feels blah. And let's talk for a minute about what it feels like to just not feel great much of the time, to wanna to feel lighter, happier. This state of being was captured so articulately by Adam Grant. And if you're not already familiar with him, I strongly encourage you to get to know Adam Grant either through his podcasts or his best-selling books. My personal favorite is a podcast he did with Brene Brown on her podcast, Dare to Lead. So about a year ago, in the thick of the pandemic, Adam Grant wrote a New York Times article that was called, There's a Name for the Blah You're Feeling. It's called Languishing. His focus was primarily on what people were feeling having moved from the acute stress of the pandemic to more chronic day-to-day -day stress, this new normal that didn't have an end in sight. And the reason why his insights are so relevant, pandemic or no pandemic, is because we know that in many areas, the pandemic highlighted 
or amplified things that were already going on pre-pandemic, and languishing is no exception. So what is languishing? And what does it have to do with our desire to feel happier? Well, Adam Grant so aptly describes languishing as, and I quote, the neglected middle child of mental health. I love that line. I'm going to say it one more time. The neglected middle child of mental health. With depression at one end of the spectrum and flourishing at the other end, languishing sits right in the middle. It's when you don't feel the depressive symptoms of being drained and hopeless, and you're not thriving either. You don't feel driven by a strong sense of meaning and purpose. Languishing feels like sluggishness as you do show up to your life. It feels as if you're just kind of muddling through it. And one of the really interesting observations that showed up in the research on languishing is that people who admitted to feeling this way shared that they found themselves staying up night after night, late, for no good productive reason. And Adam Grant explained this behavior as being almost a subconscious way of trying to reclaim a blah day. There's so much to talk about here, perhaps another time. But what's so validating is reading Adam Grant as he reminds us that feelings of languishing are common and shared, pandemic or no pandemic. And he laments that it isn't a socially acceptable response to the question of, how are you? He would love to see a world in which a person doesn't have to answer disingenuously, I'm fine or I'm great, but could answer honestly, I'm languishing. Personally, I'd love to see a world like that too. Next time, we'll dive into the details of the 40%.